So, John, thanks so much for taking some time here. I know you're busy during uh, the DLAC events, the first post-pandemic or uh, the first in-person back, right? Were you, guys, you guys were remote last year or in-person? We were remote and in-person. In June 2021, we sold out with 500 people on site in Austin. And wow. we had 700 online as well. Okay, so you are a venture now of the hybrid EdTech show experience, huh? I think it'll take a few more years before we can say we've got it nailed. Right. But this is our second one doing right. this. Yeah. Uh, so talk a little bit about how you see shows like this going forward. I mean, you said the show's about four years old. This is the fourth year of DLAC, and it, it means we're in the third year of a pandemic because the first year we ran it, the effects of the pandemic weren't, or the, the second year we ran it, the effects of the pandemic weren't obvious, but we knew COVID was coming because some yeah. shows were starting to cancel. Uh, so first year we ran it in 2019, uh, had about 525 people. Uh, we were just on site. Second year grew by 80% uh, to over 900. Then the pandemic hit. Uh, June 2021, we ran it again, capped at 500 on site uh, and sold out 700 online. This year, we're back to 1,100 registered for on site here in Atlanta, just under 500 online. That's great. You know, during the pandemic, and you know, um, if you know Frank Canelano had his EdTech uh, calendar where he was tracking, you know, the hundreds of education events, uh, not only in this country, but around the world and how they all were forced to remote and which ones have come back and which ones will stay remote, and which ones will stay virtual. Um, what are some of the lessons that you've learned during this and where does that put you in terms of where you see shows like yours in the future? We've done a lot of thinking about this and where we're feeling right now is we think about the different types of people who come to a conference like DLAC and in particular, a couple of different types of personas. There's the type of person who goes to a conference feeling like I want to download a lot of information in three days, right? I want to go to sessions, I want to hear, I want to do those sort of things. Now at DLAC, we do a lot more conversation-based, discussion-based th things that you might be seeing here in Atlanta, but still, people who are here, I'm here for the session, right? Or the sessions, I should say. There's another set of people who are here for the networking. And you probably heard it. People say, yeah, I went to DLAC, I didn't go to a single session. It was great, I didn't go to a <laughs> right. single session. Right. Um, and obviously there's overlap between those two. Yeah. I like to go to receptions. <laughs> you and me both. Uh, obviously, there's overlap between those two personas, right? But what we feel is that for the person who is wanting to go to DLAC for the content, you can do that really well online, right? We still want some interaction. We're trying to still have online sessions where there's a, at a minimum text chat, if not having some audio and video chat. We have not found any online platform that replicates the networking. And that is the piece that people are, are really here for. Um, the, and again, those two things are synergistic, right? Because it's not just networking. Hey, you see a random person in the hall and you start talking. It's more like you have a really good session. Maybe you meet a person at a table talk. Yeah. You realize, hey, you got some things in common. Let's continue this conversation at the reception, at lunch or wherever. Those networking opportunities, I just don't see replicated yeah. in any online platform. And I can tell you, we looked at a lot. Um, we've dropped into a lot of online conferences. I think maybe it's an issue of the technology is a little bit ahead of society and culture and people's comfort level. Yeah. Like there's some platform out there where you're in virtual space, you're an avatar. When you get close enough to somebody, your videos pop up. Right. Okay, right. I did it. 
it, I don't know if that sounds interesting or not. I can tell you in practice, it's the most awkward thing in the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's a lot more awkwardness that can go on as well. But now talk a little bit. So, you know, a lot of the readers of the Hogan Report are it's the industry. So yeah. when you talk about the dynamic between, and I was at FETC last week, and I noticed that there were, um, there was good interactions between the educators in the sessions, and there's a lot of interactions amongst the vendors on the show floor, which was gigantic, and big, uh, but not so much in between uh, in, in terms of that strolling the floor sort of thing. Now, last night the reception was, was packed, and, and there was a lot of interaction there. Is there something about the scale of shows, do you think, going forward in the future in terms of big exhibition halls versus maybe things that are more boutique or more select? Talk a little bit about the scale of shows yeah, going I think forward. it's critical. And I don't know how big FETC was this year, but so we've got 1,100 here on site. And DLAC is, is focused. We're focused on school and systems level change. So systems level. That could be school, district, state, country, and other countries that have a different education system than we do. And we are really focused on the online space, the hybrid space, the schools and systems that are breaking down barriers of time and place. To be clear, there's a real role for that in mainstream district. And we have a, a huge number of mainstream districts here who are doing that kind of work. But what that means is because we have our 1,100 people who are focused on that still pretty narrow niche it means we can align that with the the exhibitors the sponsors who are here so there's a lot of interest between the people who are here as attendees from districts school states and the people who are the sponsors and exhibitors and and i say that because of the feedback i'm getting from the folks who were at the reception that you mentioned last night we do have another one tonight um they tell me they're having great conversations that's great. That's great. And I think everyone, you can see, obviously, that everyone is just so excited just to be back at all, right? And communicating with other human beings. People are very excited to be here. Uh, it's speaking for myself. Uh, my wife and I both work remotely. We were very, we have elderly parents who we were still seeing from time to time. We were incredibly careful. We were very locked down. We don't have kids, so we don't have to think about that. Um, now we're vaccinated, we're boosted, we're still being careful, but I feel like it's time to move on. Yeah. And I think that's the general vibe here. Keeping in mind, we've got an online option. Right. Keeping in mind that there are people who aren't there, and I totally understand that. Right. Critical member of our team who's not here because of uh, related health reasons. Yeah. Uh, and but a lot of people are 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 ready to be back yeah. and and we're ready to support that but with that short answer you feel that the hybrid option is here to stay the hybrid option is here to say in some form or fashion and that will continue to evolve great well john thanks so much for your time again i appreciate it glad to be here glad for to have the opportunity and glad that you're here thanks for coming <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs>